Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. your top stories in gaming. Welcome back guys. I hope you had a wonderful week and I'm glad that you guys are here because let me tell you guys something. Uh, all right. The Nintendo and Sony reports came out. Let's start off with Sony. Now, Sony has sold over 19 million systems for the PS5 today. Over this last quarter, they only sold 2 million. And that's from what I'm thinking. I mean, wrong numbers, but these are the numbers I'm looking at and this is what I'm thinking. I, and the reason why I just took that pause right there is because there's some rumors that um, Japan is getting some new models of um the PS5 there's a lot of uh, uh, everyone knew about these chip shortages and whatnot it's so bad that it's starting to affect the Nintendo switch that being said I am genuinely worried about this generation in gaming I'm genuinely worried because this chip shortage will be leading into um, 2024 and I don't know what nobody I don't care what nobody says at this point because this is just me being honest with you guys I don't think it's even going to stop there I don't think it's going to stop. Because as soon as this chip that is now in the PS5 and these smart cars and these smart TVs and all of these consoles and whatnot, they already have the the, the R&D for the next chip. So they kind of know where they're going to like, you know, get all the mining and stuff like that. I think that it's possible that um, there may be another one, but I don't think it's going to extend to the PlayStation and Xbox um, RAM. I think that they're going to go completely another direction. Um, Two million, that number had me worried. That number had me worried. Then here comes Nintendo, who is doing okay. But, um... 
it looks good. Anybody was focused on whether or not if um this new Metro Grey Metro Dread sold over three million. It's at two point nine. I'm sure it's already sold over three million. We've new in a long time. It, it's a slow, slow purchase. I will say that much. It's like the legs we have just been cutting off. If there was four, they probably add two. But it is what it is. You know, the the, the head runner is always the um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'm really shocked that that game is really doing that well. It's really doing that good. In Animal Crossing, um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's like the same one since Kansi keep doing really well. Um, I think what's going on is that what was going on with everyone and they even had the um, investors meeting and whatnot. When it comes to Nintendo, people were like, okay, cute. When's gonna, you know, when should we start looking into the Switch 2? And there was some talks from the investors and stuff like that. And there was a miscommunication because people thought that it was a bit of a challenge. This is the miscon... Um, this is when it was read wrong because, you know, they do all their stuff in Japanese first. It didn't have to be translated. So then it was like, uh, you know, it may be like, you know, a challenge for them. That wasn't what they said. They're saying that they don't want another Wii U. So they're going to do it very carefully as far as the rollout and the announcement of the new console. Because the Nintendo Switch still has life in it. And from what we know so far... Nintendo was going to continue to ride that life. Because we have um, Super Mario Strikers that's coming out. We have um, Bayonetta 3 that is coming out. We got um, Zillaberry Chronicles 3. We have a, a nice lineup that is going to lead us in to the summer well into the fall again I don't think I don't believe and y'all can call me crazy I don't believe that we will see Metro excuse me Metro Prime 4 on the Nintendo Switch I think we will see a remaster or a remake of the trilogy on this system and the announcement of the new console that's when you'll see two so they'll have just like how they did Breath of the Wild when it was on the the Wii U and also on the Switch that's what's gonna happen and uh so, again, we have to see what they're going to do next month. 
as far as that E3 um, presentation. Gaming is looking quite, it's not grim. I think grim is too far, but there are major concerns when it comes to the big twins, which is the PS and um and Microsoft. Nintendo it is it, it's looking like right now that Nintendo Switch is the system you're gonna be focused on over this um this next year again. Um right now according to the NPDs um, the PlayStation 5 has officially um, outsold the PS4 in the U.S. That sounds crazy to say. Now, let's get into this Microsoft kind of news. Starfield and Redfall has been delayed. It's a 2023. Um, game development had some concerns because of the pandemic and stuff like that. They don't want, and this is how it was going around. They didn't want another cyberpunk situation, and I respect that. Here's the thing: a lot of people are like, "Well, well, they have a reason to think that," but. Like up in arms about it. The game was gonna come out in November. I can wait till 2023. People are concerned. What does Microsoft have to offer this year? Now, you guys know me. And you know that I've always went up for Microsoft as far as with their features and their game passes. So, what do I feel? How do I feel? Um, we don't know about that presentation, but I think that the fact that they announced that they are going to be doing that presentation first, I think that maybe because these two heavy hitters, which everybody was expecting to come out, are not going to be here. I think that they got an ace in the hole. We just, we... There is there's a lot of stuff that is going on or I won't say going on. I think that there's a lot of games that are being overlooked in the Bethesda Microsoft realm of games. And I think that those games are going to be announced. I think that the Xbox would be fine. A lot of people are like, you know, questioning 
why did they do this? I agree with the um, Phil Spencer. I agree. I think that they need more time. And if they need more time, let them have it. Let them have it. Um, I don't want... And, and, uh, and, and this is going to sound really messed up, but I truly believe this. Every since Elden Ring came out, which is doing wonderful in sales, mind you. And I know you guys are like, stop talking about Elden Ring. I'm going to continue to talk about Elden Ring because Elden Ring is like game of the year. And that has just been secured after that announcement. That being said, I don't think that a lot of people understand the impact that game just gave. That game was built off the foundation of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild set the bar. It laid the foundation as to how moving forward a open world game should be. Starfield, God of War, these um, upcoming games that has anything to do with uh, open world. Hey, I'm looking at YouTube GT6. I mean GTA 6. That's your, that's the level that you have to be at. The Witcher 4, you have to be at that level. Minimum. Minimum. Breath of the Wild 2, you have to be at that level. I play Elden Ring, I think, a little bit too much. Because I love it. And the only reason why I love it is because of the game design. I am floored. How they were able to get such a game on such a scale like that. Even playing on the base PS4 and Xbox One system. That is a game that should have been premiering only on the PS5 and on the Xbox series. And so when these companies and these game developers are looking at these games and saying, okay, we have to match and then excel because that's the bar now. That being said, People are concerned about Xbox. I'm not. I'm not. I I was hopeful. I was hopeful. I thought that they would bring that game out. They had a date. And furthermore, stop putting dates down when you know you may not meet reach it. Here's the thing. 
put a date down when you are like heading towards the final lap. But if you are like three quarters into it, don't put the date down. I'm still excited for Starfield. I'm still excited to see what Xbox and Bethesda is going to bring out this year. Yes, we didn't get those games, but I'm excited. I got Mar- I got a lot of games. Mario Strikers? Oh, come on. Splatoon 3? Come on. My summer is pretty much booked. Oh my god, I haven't even seen the great single play chronicles 2. I know I'm jumping. But I'm also trying to put in perspective, guys, what you can be playing while they sort their things out. And that's the way how I always looked at it. Okay, I'm a gamer. I'm gonna need something that's going to preoccupy my free time. In a healthy way, of course. That being said. So, like I said. Right now, I'm going to lean on Nintendo. And that's fine. Because I have the Xbox and I do have the PlayStation. I leaned on my PlayStation majority of this year. Thanks to Elden Ring. Who's this guy? The CEO of um Sony who says something about abortion. Shit. What was this guy's name? Jim Ryan sent out an email uh, talking about Roe v. Wade and, um, you know, let me try to see if I can get this one. Um, what did this man say? Because it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, here it is. Employees should respect differences of opinion. You know what? I just feel like, you know, here's the thing. I was going to break it down for his quote and stuff like that, but y'all can search it up stuff like that. Please don't. Hold it against me. It's just, it's stupid. It's dumb. Um, I thought that his comments was very insensitive and created a rift, not only in the gaming community, but probably within the work, um, 
you know, work office in which he, you know, runs. And it was so impersonal. Like, girl, what? Um, whatever. You need your butt kicked. And you shouldn't have sent that out. You should have kept your mouth shut. Um, Gotham Knights is moving forward. However, they will not be moving forward on the um the PS4 and the Xbox series. They only going to be next gen. Uh, I think that um what they're going to be doing. They had a thirteen million. A 13-minute showcase. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I can honestly tell you guys, I did not see it. Will I see it? Maybe. I, I guess I'll... I, you know what I think I'm about to do? I think I'm going to have to get an impression of the game before um, I start to invest into it because it looks like, you know, Rocksteady's Batman, uh, Arkham Knight, that being. I don't know. I guess closer to the date, I'll I'll look at it. I just I, right now, it it just didn't pique my interest. I'm I'm. I, I guess I can say that I'm not at that um mind space. But from what the little bit I did see, it looked interesting. So right now, you can go and check out the 13 minute showcase. Of Gotham Knights on YouTube or on WB or the, the website GothamKnights.com. Now I know you guys are like, um, did you look at the um the Nintendo Indies alright? I did. Nothing, nothing, um, spoke to me. It's, it's so weird. I feel like I'm just running over the news. I'm not. It's just, the only thing that really had me, like, you know, shook up was this chip shortage and how many systems that these consoles are selling. The, um, nothing spoke out to me on their direct or indies direct showcase. Oh, something else happened. EA and FIFA have separated. 
FIFA is going to go in another direction as far as moving forward into making games for said franchises. And EA is, I guess they're going to come up with something else. You know what? I want to see how this all falls out. As far as in sales. Like, will FIFA players go with the FIFA team or will they go with EA? Because if they go with EA, there's a chance that FIFA and EA may get back together. Mm. Dead Space has um, a date which is January 27, 2023. Hopefully that doesn't get delayed. You know what I mean, right? Um, I know a lot of people went Google Gaga over the, um, the announcement of this game. I haven't even played the first three. I know this is a remake, but I haven't played them. But I heard that these games are incredibly scary. So, I'll tell you what. I'll check it out this time. I'll check it out this time. Um... I was just reading through some things. Genshi Impact on Switch is still in development? Girl, give it up. That game should have been out. And you know who else should have been out? Fall Guys. See, here's the thing. And they I know they're going to have um, a big announcement. They announced that um, this past week. But here's the thing, guys. I think that that ship has sailed. And the people who capitalized on it were Sony players. Sony players did it. And I'm happy for them. But Fall Guys should have been released. And you know what? And if they don't sell like they should, they have no one to blame but PlayStation. And the reason why is because PlayStation was the one who um, who put that stranglehold on them and said, you, you need to put it on our systems first. So now they're trying to come in with some tie-ins to see how they're going to do this. But I don't think it's going to work because that ship didn't sell. Guys, I think with that, yeah, I think with that, those was the top news. And with that, those are top stories in gaming.
And now, here's your top stories in pop culture. This is a Kendrick Lamar appreciation topic because of what's going on in the world and there's a lot Young Thug and Gunner and his YSL people are being you know charged in a recall case I don't think that they're going to get out I don't think they're going to get from up under it. What I don't like about this case is they're they're going to use their lyrics against them in a court of law. However, that being said, I think that that's like the... I don't like that they announced that. I don't even like that they're even practicing that. It's because... Everybody in a mama should know that when it comes to rapping and all that, it's pretty much a lie. That sounds really weird. Let me specify. Let me specify because that is too general. I think that they glamorize their type of music. There is a an art. And then there's glamorization of rap. Trap musics. I think the glamorization of rap is a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors. What's going on with Young Thug? And Ghana and that whole team, I think that there are some aspects to it that may be true to their rhymes, but not entirely. That being said, it still shouldn't be, you know, an admission of guilt. Because they're just rapping. I think that they have more information than we know, but it does not look good for them. A lot of people are like, you know, up in arms about it, but. And I think the reason why they're up in arms about it is because they are perceived as you know, being successful and every time someone of color becomes successful, there's always that caveat like, you know, how did they get there? Why did they get there? Why then? And why not? Whatever. But they ain't saying nothing about this Jack Harlow fella. Not that he's a criminal. Not that he ain't said nothing as a matter of fact. Let me tell you guys about... Let me give you my take on this Jack Harlow kind of mess. Alright. I like 
Jack Harlow as a person. I even liked him in his early work. Early work? Early work! The first time I heard Jack Harlow was actually off of a young black girl who's doing a makeup tutorial and it was on I, I don't want to say it was on TikTok but it was on YouTube before TikTok maybe it was like TikTok in his early early days but that was the first time I heard Jack Harlow and I liked enjoyed that Jack Harlow I liked him on, um, I liked him on Little Nas. I liked him there. I think that Jack Harlow is a fun rapper. Not to be taken seriously. I said all that to say this. There's this song that I was listening to that was going around and it was that first class. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated this song. This song seemed like, and this is going to sound really fucked up, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. It seemed like some white pop singer who was riding between pop, Trying to get some R&B in. You know, I'm looking at you, Macklemore. Um, <laughs> that's what I got when I first heard First Class. And I just, I hated it because I, number one, I never really cared about First Class from Fergie in the first place. But I, I jammed to it. It was Okay, it's there. It's cute. I didn't like how they remixed it for that song. I thought it was really cringe for me. Mind you, mind you, I heard this walking through the mall. I never knew that that was Jack Harlow. It wasn't until I saw the interview with him with um on on the Breakfast Club and I said they kept on saying first class and I said oh, let me go listen to this song from first class and I found out it was him. Guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you and you can come at me at anywhere you can. It still won't change my opinion. After I discovered that that was Jack Harlow, I didn't listen to his album. I stopped taking him seriously right then and there. Right then and there. I didn't even want to listen to his album. I didn't want to listen. I thought that I was like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is how... I kind of like, you know, because I like hip-hop. I enjoy it. This is what I mean. I didn't even know that was you. 
you, your voice was literally buried under the hook. Because every time I heard that song, I only despised it because I did not like how they redid Fergie's song. And the fact that you, as an up-and-coming rapper, got buried under that verse means that I knew the song wasn't going to be good and it gave me impression of that's how that album is going to look like. I don't want to entertain it. Oh, you just don't like No Rap No Sweetheart. It has nothing to do with his color. I didn't like that. I didn't like I didn't think that and a lot of people just panned it. They just said it was crap. And I'm not, you know, I'm going off of it, but I'm not gonna like, you know, stand on ten toes about that because I haven't listened to the album. But those numbers are coming out and he's doing okay, but not what he thought that he would be. I like they're thinking that he's falling beneath his projection because a lot of people just did not like it. I think that he was I think that he was thrust in the limelight without being refined. And he got got lost in the sauce. This album was probably like rushed out to coincide with like this is and you stumbled. You're stumbling on your um your first rollout. I feel like I've been going on too long, but I'm I'm only gonna say that because that's just the mess that was going on. Jesse Williams. Baby. Jesse Williams, honey. When they said take me out his play, they released some video. They shouldn't have done it. I think it was an invasion of his privacy, let alone the, the, the company privacy. Jesse Williams has a big dick. And... To look at him, you wouldn't imagine it. To look at him, you wouldn't imagine it. But that man there, I'm sure that those tickets are going to go through the roof. He's also nominated for a Tony. Child, I saw that video of him because he made out with a guy. And to look at those comparisons between him and that white guy, god damn. God damn. Like, he made that other guy penis look like a peanut. Wow. Take me out, Jesse Williams. You can take me out. Anything, girl, you see, y'all's about to make me say some shit. Oh, y'all's about to make me say some shit, but um, I'm gonna keep it cute because we're gonna keep 
we're gonna throw away that mess. And we are going to get into, hold on, and before, hold on. The fact that Jack Harlow didn't know that Ray J and um, Brandy were siblings really solidified why I'm not going to fuck with him no more. What? Here's the thing. You come into this genre of music that you love and you mean to tell me you didn't know who Brandy was? Brandy is a staple not only in just R&B, but in music in general. She is up there with the Whitney's. She's up there with the Mariah's. Brandy, Brandy beats Beyonce. Beyonce is a singer, but Beyonce is not enough. She can't sing. Brandy can sing. Brandy is up with the Aretha Franklin's. Brandy is a staple in the music industry. Yes, her albums didn't do that well, but Brandy doesn't need to be like that because Brandy is solidified. No one can do what she can do. The only person that is coming close to Brandy and, and, and is going to be a staple coming up is Jasmine Sullivan. Is Jasmine Sullivan. The fact that Jack Harlow didn't. I was like. I'm looking at you side eyed for moving on. And nothing more. I'm side eyeing you. Moving forward. Now. You got the mess out the way. Let's talk about this Kendrick Lamar album. I love the world out of the heart part five. Um, a lot of people, when I heard it, came out on Mother's Day. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it set the tone. I thought that that was going to be the tone of this upcoming album, which is titled Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I thought that that was going to set the tone. I think that what he was doing was he was sitting, when he says the culture, I think he was sitting black people down or people who listen to his music. That's what I mean by the culture. He set them down. He's like, I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with you guys. Um... I thought that was going to be the, like, direction that he went. And when the album was released, I gave it a good three straight listens before I gave my first impression on Twitter. The only thing I could say was thank you. That was my impression. Thank you, Kendrick Lamar. United in Grief. There's a there's a double album. This is a double album, 18 songs, and 
gonna try to get just a little bit, and then we're going to um, I'm gonna um, out of the 18 songs, I'm not because I love Kendrick Lamar. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Eighteen songs. I like. Out of the eighteen. I might like. Fourteen of the songs. I enjoy. The songs. I enjoy the production. I love three of the songs. I don't care for one. I so it says one song that I will skip through. Not like you know, if it's playing, I'm not gonna be like you know. Ugh. It's just I. My first listen through. I enjoyed every one except Purple Hearts. Purple Hearts, I didn't. I was like, I I can throw that away. I can throw that away. We cried together. I had to rewind that song at least 10 times. It was just that good. And not for the messiness but I thought that how it was set up, it forced you to look at how you treat each other in relationships, whether it's on that scale or not. My favorite song songs is Auntie Diaries. How insane was that? I I thought that, and this is coming from a prolific rapper that has the world on a stranglehold right now just to sit and listen. There's a lot of on the trans community and the fact that he came out in support hopefully can give a lot of people some perspective on how to treat them like human beings. He start off 
with the first thing came out was, well, auntie is a man now. Like, he didn't... the community and every community that was deemed unworthy of being called a human. What did I love? And I know I'm like, because this is my pressure. Because he used to think about it, guys. I know you like, are you going to go into deep about it? I'm not. Because I don't want my... Because I'm giving you my impressions. I don't want my thing to... You need to sit with this. I want you to sit with it. Mother... I sober. The reason why I love this album, specifically this song, there was a lot of introspective on this album from Kendrick. 
that I think, I believe that a lot of the people who are in his culture, who loves his culture, can relate to. That song is incredibly heavy. And this is the production to the song. And I'm going to speak to this for a little bit. It's a very heavy song. However, he sits you down in the music where there's a, a sense of serenity. Like, I'm going I'm to I'm create a comfortable environment. Not for you just to sit in, but for you to sit in and to listen. That's the majority of this album. That's what makes it unique and refreshing and special. He set you down in an environment to talk a lot about heavy things that didn't make you feel attacked. There was no sharp, no, oh, there was a lot of bass. Oh my God. Hold on. I, I'll go back to that. I'm, I'm jumping because, woo, I was listening to all my air maxes. Woo, that bass. Let me calm down. But he set you in an environment for you to hear these heavy things. And not feel like I need to rebut. I just need to listen and be okay with listening. Being okay to relate. And hopefully being able to to look forward into finding some healing behind trauma. Even that song, We Cry Together, that was a very toxic song, but he put it in an environment where you didn't feel, it literally made you relate, like, oh my God, I've seen this before, I've heard this before, and instead of saying, judging them, like, ah, ha, ha, no, you saw a bit of yourself in it and it made you think like my god maybe I should probably treat the person who I'm with or the person who I'm interested in like I don't want to go down this direction shout out to Kodak Black I'm not going to go listen to the albums. But he stepped up to the plate on this album. Hello. 
been trapping in the business. Smart people making horrible decisions, you know. Rich nigga get my dick son after the show. I ain't gonna lie, we were both. A bunch of lost souls in survival mode. They were away for us unless we find our own. Running in stones, kicking in those, nigga, give my glory. Nigga play with me, he ain't gonna live to tell the story. This the type of shit we glorify. Everybody getting damaged. Most of the people that you grew up with, now you chain in. In the box getting picked. Nigga shit when you sleep. Nigga shit when you eat. Who ever knew that I'd become a fucking Kodak? Yeah. Rap with the club, but I'm still coming gas in the hood. Dropping on plates to the crowd like Thanksgiving. Got the baby sniper standing on that first business. Yeah, slime for that. They ready for whatever. Always knew that everything would get better. And the show got greater later. You see what I mean? That's playing on the keys. That was playing on keys. Coda Black stepped up to the plate and knocked them out. World Star Stoppers. Kodak Black. Okay, Lama. And this is the big step. I'm a killer, he's a killer, she's a killer bitch. We some killers walking zombies trying to scratch that itch. Germophobic, cannibal. I am not for the faint of heart. My genetic bill can build multi universes. The man of God playing baby shark with my daughter. Watching for sharks outside at the same time. Life as a protector, father, I kill for. My son, Enoch, is the part two. When I inspire my children to make higher values. In this present moment, I saw that through. Ask Whitney about my lust addiction. Text messaging, bitches got my thumbs hurt. Said president for a new sack religion. Riders black for two years, nothing moving. Ask God to speak through me. That's what you hear now, the voice of yours truly. Teleport out my home body for comfort. I don't pass judgment, pass life regressions. Keep me in question, where did I come from? I don't think like I used to. No, I don't blink like I used to. Aqua stares at everybody. See the flesh of man, but still this man compared to nobody. Yes. So that song, the beat, the production to that song was to encompass you and like, I don't want to say a womb, but in an environment like that, like the, 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 the womb, 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 it's to envelop you into, okay, right now there's a lot of stress that's going on outside. So you can feel the vibrations of the hostility outside of it. Don't you, it's not touching you. But there are some gems in this song. It's the pressure of the community that some people may live in. And the 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 womb 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 is the invisible womb that they walk through just to survive in it. In 95. Hello new world all the boys and girls I got some true stories to tell You're back outside but they still lie Take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white house. Take off the weird ass drip, I'ma take this 
Again. You're going into the album. This is the second song of that album. You're going into this world. And you're riding that beat. The production. Incredible. Father Time. I can do is imagine how it was growing up in that family being the only child at the beginning the pressures that he felt the expectations that was laid at his feet as a child Try to meet his father's expectations. You gotta understand that sometimes that stuff can really mess up that messed up that child. And keep in mind, Kendrick leaned into his gift. Y'all gotta learn how to let kids be kids. Guide them ever so gently, but allow them to grow. Allow them to make mistakes. Beautiful song. Good spirit.
from what I gathered from this is that he became a celebrity. If you don't know anything about how he got on in his early, early days, for me, again, I think I told you guys that um, it was um, Buried Alive on Drake album. Take care. Um, this is him filling himself and falling into that trap that most rich people fall into. It's the arrogance of it all. You beneath me. You're not seeing human beings as they are. You're seeing them as a a way how to make make you come up or a, a commodity. Being rich can destroy a person. More money and more problems. That is that is not just a saying. The more money you have, the more problems you will get. And some people can't handle it. And this was him telling you guys that I'm going down the dark path. I'm being seduced by fame. Purple hearts. So, this song is after we cry together. Um, I probably should have played that first. Because, again, um, well, let's just play this real quick. And then we're going to go into this, this story. We cry together.
So, fame has gotten to his head, and the last album, I mean the last song, and now he is, it's affecting his family life with his wife, or then girlfriend, Whitney. And so this is the toxic relationship that happened. The next song was him out there. The one that we was talking about before, um, Purple Hearts, was him out there. He's out there. He's lost his way. Count on me. Or count me out. So, Kendrick Lamar has started therapy. And he started to see the world through his children's eyes. And the effect of the world that they are growing up in. But then again, this is not about his kids, even though it does affect them. Not affect, but affect them. His actions needs to be redeemed. And he needs to change. And that was the end of the first one, Mr. Morale. Crown. 
Sometimes afraid to say they need some time. Turn around is life or death, but you don't mind. Go out the way to say you made the compromise. That's what I call. From my impression is that as he starts to go to therapy and he starts to reevaluate his life, he understands he has a duality. He has his life, family, home, and he also has his work life. And now he has to try to figure out how to maintain his business life. You see, Kendrick is important to the rap game. Silent Hill. He's starting to see his industry friends. Not as snakes. Not even as equals. He's starting to see that there are some people who very well may be broken that he called friends. And people are uplifting them like they did themselves. They called him Savior. If you derive your sense of identity from being a victim, let's say bad things were done to you when you were a child, and you develop a sense of self that is based on the bad things that happened Could only be magic. This year I did 43 shows and took it. 
Jacking while trains got money out the way for my heart in the faith. I'm good, love. Cousin in the courts heard he jumped up the porch, turned the print to a Porsche. I'm good, love. Catch us, you know I'm going back up. I need the advance and the equity to match up. The engineer dead if the drive don't back up. These words come from God, you can never out rap us. Nowadays, got a world conscious, ayy. Nowadays, I'm a new prophet, ayy. Yeah, ain't yeah, no autopsy, ayy. City girl with a new hobby, ayy. Catch a body from the product in the time. Nigga about to get some pussy, then he got Seeing how people are viewing him, being paused, anxiety is rising. And now that he's running on automation, they're not thinking about his actions. And that was just the end of it. You know, you just have some reflection. What is a savior? He stumbles and he realized that people are elevating him too high that he can't even live up to that standard. Not saying that he's not going to attempt to try, but let's bring it back down to the reality of the culture. Now he takes a turn into some personal auntie diaries. This is how we conceptualize human beings.
Thieves are headed home. He reflects on his growing up and how it affected him as an adult. He questions his morals. Mr. Morale. I'm so sorry guys, I went a bit over, please bear with me, we're at the end. So, Mother Eyes Sober, it's him coming back and reflecting on his child life and how it's cultivated him or shaped him to the person that he is now and now he does not want to repeat that cycle after the last album not the last album but the last song which is titled Mr. Morale This transition was incredible. And remember, guys, I love this song the most. And the final song, Mirrors.
He centered himself. Instead of living up to the world expectation, his family expectation, Kendrick Lamar has found peace for however that may last with himself and he's okay with it. It's growth. This doesn't mean that he's gonna post through life. None of us really do. But it makes it a little bit easier when we know that we can accept our shortcomings and to know that we are as frail as eggs. It's okay. Kendrick is us, we are him. I don't put my expectations on him. I'm fine with him showing me that it is okay to grow, which will inspire me to do the same. Incredible fucking album, too. Incredible fucking album. He's changed culture. The man is powerful. Five years, it was worth it. I'm glad he took his time. And those was your top stories in pop culture. Well, guys. I am so sorry. That is a long podcast, but thank you for sitting out and just chilling with me. I hope I don't get in any trouble for listening to some of that music, but <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. I love you guys. I really do. Well, I've been your host, Ethereum. Thanks for listening to Cheap Thrills, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. For all of your Pokemon and Magic the Gathering cards and accessories, please visit jdmintcollectibles.com 
for great prices and wonderful customer service. Again, that is jdmentalectibles.com. If you'd like to write to us, please contact us at cheapdealspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cheapdealspodcast01. 